How are we doing guys? Welcome to Fear Food Radio. This is episode 117 and of course it's me and the one and only Keris Marsden. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Well this is the first episode of 2019 of us together isn't it? Yes. You and I. Yeah. Uh, we had some great feedback actually. Um, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who reached out to give such lovely feedback about our last podcast of the year um, where we spoke about, you know, what you can do to kind of have the best possible 2019. The feedback's been amazing, which puts a huge smile on my face. So thank you very much and keep it coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only if you really think it, of yeah. course. Just have like a pre-composed email. Oh, the last podcast was amazing. <laughs> it's funny because I always uh, think we've never been able to obtain numbers on how many people listen to our podcast. Mm. And I always think maybe there's like four people. <laughs> so like, but if we can change the lives of four, four people, people, then we've done good. <laughs> maybe, it's just, maybe it's just us and ten people who are still here listening to us. Yeah. Maybe it's nice not knowing. I think it's nice not knowing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I could, you could be intimidated if the numbers were massive and change. It could actually change you and you'd overthink the process massively. Mm. And if the numbers were very little, you'd think, well, gosh, because you know that the numbers of some people's podcasts is like tens of thousands of people listen, you know, so you'd probably then compare yourself, which is one of the worst things you could ever do for your health, and then go, I'm just no good, <laughs> and give well, up. I'm, so either way, ignorance is bliss. It is, isn't it? It is, But you never know, like, we could be... We could be like superstars in somewhere like Kazakhstan. <laughs> we just don't know it. Yeah. There's people there now like, Matt and Keris, we've got another episode out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like some random country. <laughs> You're like a pin up there probably. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? <laughs> or Hamish's. Yeah, probably. There's like posters of Hamish everywhere. Um, Fit Food mascot. But it's like on LBC, isn't it? On our like early, early morning uh, journeys in and they talk about I think it's every quarter or it might even be every month and they get the these official radio audience reports and I think all the radio presenters and stations get them at the same time it's like a big thing and it's like you know has your has your listener rate has it gone up has it gone down has it stayed the same and and the guy always talks about despite doing it for however many years like years and years and years he always gets really, really nervous. About it. Yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. like, you know, you can't help but feel like you're responsible. Yeah. Like if the if the listening rate has taken a massive nosedive and it's on your show, like he says, you can't not be worried about that. And then, do, you, do you know what's uh, nice about that show? So you got me listening to, what's his name? Know, Steve, Steve Allen. Steve Allen. <laughs> it's on at like, you know... It's on like four in the morning. Four o'clock four in the morning, seven. so... You got us listening to it on our, on our journeys into London. And what I quite like is I didn't realise the whole concept was he just talks. It took me a long time to go, he's not mm. played a record, you know. <laughs> Why? And then you went, he doesn't play records. It's called Leading Britain's Conversation. Yeah, he just talks. I never, do you know what? I never realised that was the... But he got a letter. <laughs> he was, we were listening to him at Christmas when we were driving up to see family. And he got a letter from somebody. It was actually from her family. Uh, but she'd written the letter just before she died. And it was an old lady who said that every single morning she'd wake up and put him on the radio. And he had been her company you know, even in her kind of, you know, what would have been the, the loneliest times of her life, like waking up very early. She obviously like mm. lived on her own. And how much joy 
and kind of laughed as she'd brought him because he's funny isn't he he's like absolutely brilliant in terms of talks about various different celebrities what's on telly talks about politics and he makes me and you laugh and and she'd said you just brightened up you know the kind of what would be lonely dark mornings and just had me laughing and and I just thought and she'd passed away and her family had found the letter that she'd written him and and emailed it sent it to him hadn't they and I just thought gosh that that must be so amazing to have that as you know that you you brightened up somebody's life I mean I'm sure he gets lots of, of you know letters like that but isn't it funny how the user rating uh, so the user um what did you just call it wouldn't it be a listener listener rating yeah listener ratings audience rating yeah. yeah might be declining because of just new things that people do in in terms of people might be on youtube instead or they yeah. might be on social media or or listening to an audible book so there's so much more kind of competition because there's so much more options yet he still has this amazing opportunity to get, you know, to change someone's life. So I hope that the negative doesn't outweigh the positive, if that makes sense. Yeah, and to you guys listening here, that you, there'll be certain times when you get that something negative, but actually you, and you always focus on the negative and forget the positive. Mm. Which... Oh, God, yeah. Blimey. Like, I think everyone's been guilty of that yes. at some point in, in their lives. It's, we're, we're terrible for it, aren't we? It's you like know, our it's, default mode, isn't it? Well, it's like on, with our book on the Amazon reviews. We've got some amazing reviews. We have got hundreds of like absolutely fantastic reviews. Yet you'll get one and you'll be like, oh, how rude. <laughs> how can they possibly think that about our book? And then you kind of like, you can't, you can't just brush it off. You think about it and you think, why did they think that? Why, yeah. why, why did they have that opinion on our book? And you're like, but hold on a minute, there's hundreds of other good reviews here. Why am I dwelling on that? And the reality is you're not going to please everybody. No, no. no matter how hard you try, it will and it's, not it's happen. Part, it's part of putting yourself out there in, into like a mm. public environment of any sort, going to do a talk, going to <clears throat> write a blog, write an, you know, send an email. There will always be you know, some people who disagree with your points. I think what I always find hard is when the, the criticism is never constructive. Mm. If it's constructive criticism, I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that's that's you, thing you I'm just crap. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Help me out. Like, <laughs> and that's, you know, what social media has become right for as well, hasn't it? And 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 even, and I really feel for people, um, businesses who've, who've said that people have given them really negative reviews mm. and not justified you know really their their point you know which is not fair to other people read because i read reviews and you know prior to making purchases or using a service so anyway that wasn't what we we're going to talk about today was yeah. it but there we go reviews and that yeah um, <laughs> but do leave us a good review if you enjoy yeah, the podcast why not if you want, yeah, spare, spare two minutes yeah but yeah we, well, i suppose what we, we were going to talk about today was um, i don't know if you remember it might have even been the episode at the last episode of the year, the one before, I can't remember where I suppose I spoke about the pressures, if you will, of being a man in 2019 <laughs> and the the pressures that I put on myself in terms of like being a, a provider for you, being kind of like your shoulder to, to cry on or, show, or someone to lean on, if you like. Because I think as a man, you feel like we're equal, you and I. Of course we are. But as a man, you yeah. feel like you have a greater responsibility yeah. for me to look after you yeah. rather than you to look after me. Yeah, yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but I was about to say, this, this is not what we're actually going to talk about. We're going to talk about how you've changed your mindset. Exactly. And this. Uh, now I'm going to explain to you how it's changed your immune system. 
changed my world <laughs> inside, <laughs> inside and out no but the reason I'm mentioning that is because we did kind of leave it on a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of a podcast didn't we where I mentioned this and then you were like oh maybe that's for another episode yes which yeah, maybe yeah. that was just your polite way of saying shout out Matt no yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully if, if I don't mention it you'll forget <laughs> and here I am episode 117 bringing it up once again but do you know, I probably I won't go into it because uh, yeah, you you might find it a bit boring. No, no, it's um, not. It's, no, it's not. What what I wanted to try to explain to the listeners was when you made some decisions about how you were going to approach this year and approach situations mm-hmm. that cause you stress, and you know, kind of your daily life. In fact, like how you, what what mindset are you going to adopt? You know, as you head out the door each morning. Mm-hmm you said you wanted to make some some key changes and, and yeah, why you wanted to do that and I've noticed a massive difference in you like I always think well this will last about five minutes <laughs> and then there'll be something yeah I'm here <laughs> something over two weeks into 2019 but you have been very consistent with it and you decided I'm like Yoda right now <laughs> you decided that you you know let a lot of things get to you you let a lot of things become these kind of chronic stresses and you let them control you so you almost kind of behaving like a you know your words were behaving like a victim in certain situations mm-hmm. and just going oh this is terrible this is awful this is doing my head in you know anything from kind of logging on to social media and saying look what oh, look at this clown here look what they're doing oh look at that negative comment there why is the world so mean and nasty and just, yeah. you know, like you know and you let it become your world essentially didn't you yeah and you know we're both very aware of this how you get so caught up in that situation that you you forget that you have the power to stop and completely transform everything if mm. you want to and i and i've said this before on the podcast i think the worst thing for your health can be when you feel like there's kind of no escape from the status quo like mm. would that be you know a job that you don't like a relationship that you're caught well, I'll say like the relationship that you're in, <laughs> um, home environment, a disease state. If mm. you feel like there is no escape or nothing that you can do and there's no way that you can, can own that situation and it all controls you, I think that's one of the worst things for your health. And and I mean I that because it completely transforms the chemicals in your body and actually pushes you into a kind of state of disease. So then you notice different health symptoms are occurring and... Mm. You can't change that despite going and getting some medication, eating a really good diet, lots more broccoli, going for a run. It doesn't change it if you don't tackle the top down. Yeah. So start with the head. Mm-hmm. So I've been very proud of you, I have to say, in that you have Fun been <laughs> very impressively consistent with your um, state of mind and you're doing some key things like you've taken up reading again for leisure as in like yeah. fiction and you're staying offline longer um, as in having longer periods of time not on, not being on your phone and online and yeah. distracted and you're um, you've had some ta- like situations that have challenged you and you've I've risen above yeah <laughs> and you've fixed the door <laughs> under the stairs <laughs> finally fixed the cupboard underneath the stairs <laughs> we, we've had we should just fill this in we had a cupboard under the stairs and the door fell off the hinges and it's been off for about a year <laughs> my dad kept coming round and going when are you going to put the door back on the hinges? And both of us get looking so, at it going, we haven't got headspace for that. <laughs> we'll it, oh, well, secretly, I, we're not really sure what to do. Well, I, I wasn't. The thing is, prior to my new mindset, yeah. my response to you, that probably been, well, it's all right for you, you're tired, you've got nothing all else to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to work for a living. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but, you know, I suppose, like, I did just keep putting it off because I just... 
I, I bought the hinges. <laughs> you know, step change, step change. Um, but yeah, I just never got round to it. So yeah, I've done that. I, um, it's game changer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually really is. Who knew being able to open a cupboard underneath your stairs would be such a novelty it is it does feel <laughs> without, without having, having to, to lift the door lift the door and move it to the side <laughs> to, to get in <laughs> who knew simple things um, but no I am of a new mindset and you know if the last two weeks or so of this year are anything to go by you know I certainly think it's going to continue and I don't see any reason why it wouldn't but you know I'll give you a short version Maybe I can talk in a little bit more detail on a podcast on my own. Here's <laughs> <laughs> what I did. Without Keris kneeing me under the table. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but essentially, it came down to this. I wasn't happy with how things were in uh, 2018. You know, I wasn't happy with how things were personally, professionally, you know, and I, I didn't really like how stressed I was I didn't like how impatient I was and how short I was being with 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 you and with Hamish and even my mum and I thought this isn't this isn't like me and I don't like this I don't like feeling this way and I knew it's just because I was I was frustrated I wasn't happy with with what I was doing the direction that I was going in and I had every excuse under the sun as to why I wasn't doing what I said I was going to do. And coincidentally, I've just done a video just this morning on Instagram talking about when you do good, you know, when you achieve something as a result of your actions and someone says to you, oh, how did you manage that? You'll say, well, I did X, Y, and Z and I I worked hard and blah, 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 and this happened, right? Whereas if someone says, yeah, why didn't you achieve what you said you were going to do? You'd go, oh, oh, I got ill and then work got really busy and then you know uh, and I'd make all these excuses rather than going do you know what I just I didn't step up I got busy and I didn't make the time I didn't make it a priority you know you know you don't take ownership you want to take credit when it goes well but but you don't you want to pass the buck when it doesn't yeah and I've just done this video about saying like if you're going to take the credit when it goes well and say yeah that was because of me Mm. you've got to be able to do it you've got to be able to when it doesn't go the way that you said it was going to or you haven't achieved what you said you were going to achieve you've got to go that's on me as well do you know that that's a key trait of of human beings is um, it was was his fault yeah yeah blame and even when you know and I do it even (laughs) when I know I'm at fault the first thing I will do is blame somebody yeah. else. When I'm, especially, but, but mainly when I've got a negative, me. Yeah, when I've got a negative head on my shoulders. I blamed I you go, for the ink cartridges the other day, though. Yeah, you did. That was my fault. Just buying it. No, but to be fair, it was both our faults because I picked up an ink cartridge and said, "This is the ink cartridges we need for our printer." In it, Keris was like, "Yes," and I was like, "Cool." And I bought them. They were the wrong ones. And I was like, "Keris, I asked you, and you said yes." <laughs> but the reality was, like, it's also on me because I shouldn't have just. I don't think I even looked at the number. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it'll do. Um, anyway, but yeah, it is that that kind of, and I think the more negative the head is on your shoulders, the more likely you go on the attack to blame somebody else, especially if you know deep down inside that the that there was more that you could have done. And um, yeah, I don't know why I've kind of just reiterate that point, but I just see it a lot in 
you know, when you, you kind of empower people, it might be kind of from a client perspective. And when I say, oh, you know, what about this, this and this, when we're going over the plan and, and um, you know, maybe why they weren't able to implement some stuff. And there's often, you know, if they've got a kind of negative experience in their head almost so far, they will instantly kind of say, you know, blame the plan or, mm. or blame a partner or work or whatever it might be. <clears throat> and you think, I, I think deep down inside, you think, yeah, but if you, if you, if you really need the time, you make the time. Like we do this. If, yeah. if there's an experience in your life where suddenly someone says, okay, you know, when we have a really serious health symptom that is unusual, something appears on our skin, we suddenly make the time. Do you know what I mean? We, mm. we go, right, cancel that, cancel that. Yeah. Um, dear so-and-so, I've got something really important. So when we know the value of something and the, the kind of urgency, we make the time. And I think sometimes with your own kind of health journey and, and things that you know you need to do, we, we, we're, we're masters of procrastination and then we blame other people and then we have this, again, we're just in that negative cycle then. Round yeah. and round. But that's the thing, it's like, you know, and this is why I've done videos about this in the past where, where someone just throws up a barrier to every solution that you provide them. Yeah. So let's, I mean, this is obviously like just a, a random example, but say someone says, oh, um, oh, I don't go to the gym because I can't afford it. And then you turn around and say, well, cool, no worries. I'll pay your gym membership. Then they go, yeah, but you know. Chances are I won't I'm, go. No, 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 then they go, yeah, but I'm really busy. And, and you're like, right, okay. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, I'll pay you what work could normally pay you. <laughs> to go to the gym. To go to the gym. And then, you know, then they might find the time, yeah, yeah. you know, or, you know, they'll find another kind of like barrier, you know, that's why I always think, oh, I don't have time to go to the gym, but it's like, yeah, but if I give you a hundred quid now to go and run on the treadmill for an hour, would you do it? They'll be like, yeah, <laughs> but if we didn't have time, because all of a sudden there's like, there's an incentive, there's something that they like yeah, yeah. the idea oh, of. They can, see the, they can see the benefit and then the benefit's like right in front of your you know, knows as well. So it's almost like, oh yeah, it's going to be right there. I'm yeah. going to obtain that benefit very quickly. I am therefore motivated yeah. to act. I think with the, the changes that you've had in terms of your approach to 2019, but again, just approach to life generally, mm. it's almost like everything's kind of fallen in place at once in that I was um, doing some reading for a, a, a lecture on gene genetic, well, kind of, it's called nutrigenomics or epigenetics, which is a study of our genes and how our environment influences our genes but how our nutrition could also influence our genes <clears throat> and it's such an interesting field we've talked before about genetic testing how you could try and find out if there's like a, a diet that might work for you better mm -hmm. but my big takeaway that has just coincided with me kind of just observing this this change in your behavior was epigenetics is um it's it's more about how does the environment influence the kind of expression of our genes and that's that's kind of how we decide what genes are going to be most active in the body and the environment you always think of it as like oh i don't know i always think big you know i think um where you live for example mm. what part of the you know how close you are to the equator this is what they look like look at with gene studies they're like oh the closer you are to the equator the more you would have had a more kind of carbohydrate tropical fruit diet <laughs> you know that's the kind of thing they do with yeah, genetics yeah. always take it back to food or something really simple the more you were european you would have been kind of having more dairy and, and meat because that's we were freezing cold and we <laughs> we, we needed we needed stew essentially right. that's not how it all works but anyway <laughs> but, um, the environment that influences what's going on with your genes is actually if you think about it you have a cell and the the recipe for the genes is is in the nucleus that's almost like the recipe book and what to make and outside the cell what's outside the cell do you know 
what what runs through your body? Blood. Yeah, blood. And that's carrying loads and loads of different chemicals, essentially. So these mm-hmm. could be hormones, these could be neurotransmitters, if it's kind of, you know, from the, from the brain when we're talking about um, things that govern our thoughts. These could be, uh, the immune system has lots of chemicals it produces. So they are generally called cytokines and their job is to communicate danger to a cell. Mm-hmm. So a cell's environment is actually the blood. And what decides the balance of the chemicals in the blood, largely, is the brain because the brain is reading the external environment so if you think about you setting off your day Mm. and you know is there any danger around you need to be like you know if you think about when you're driving is there any um you know kind of people around like you you always moan about the cyclists that don't have any fluorescent gear on in the morning so you you're on like alert almost Mm. so so your brain is deciding like is there any danger around what kind of chemistry do i need floating around in the blood and that is going to talk to the cells and that influences the balance of things like do you have adrenaline do you have your cortisol is is that being kind of like elevated in any way um or are you having if you think about say you wake up in the morning and have a, a snuggle with hamish which hamish is very snuggly in the morning isn't he, he comes over and he yeah, yeah basically kind of snuggles his way onto your lap and, and nuzzles you and stuff that would release a, something like a bonding hormone like oxytocin yeah. that would make you feel nice and kind of, you know, like happy and safe. And, you know, like it, that comes from, you know, it's released during breastfeeding and it's it's something that helps a mother bond to a baby. So yeah. what I wanted to try and explain to you is as I've watched, I was uh, kind of prepping for these lectures thinking, gosh, you know, we talk about how does food influence our genes and we're all looking at things like chemicals all these awful chemicals in the environment you know that you know have been released since world war ii to in our personal care and in our in our food and everything that we are concerned about and they're affecting our genes absolutely Mm. but there was one thing that we can control in this whole situation and that is the, the kind of master controller which is the brain yeah so how you perceive everything and also the, the little chattery conversations you have with yourself when you're you're not kind of you know being more conscious and looking around driving whatever is generally how you will influence the entire biochemistry of the body so the way that this actually works on a cellular level is that the membrane of the cell the outside bit this fatty layer which we need to make sure we've got loads of healthy fats in our diet to make sure that's healthy and can actually even pick up the phone in the first place that membrane is going is matt angry <laughs> about you know some erratic driver on the road at four o'clock in the morning who's driving too close to him <laughs> you know like right up your backside that that, that does drive you mad doesn't it mm-hmm. flashing his lights trying to make you you know pull over into the next lane or speed up or whatever it might be is my angry so do i need to release some adrenaline and some inflammatory immune chemicals because um, your body doesn't know the difference between you know you being chased by a lion and possibly going to get cut and therefore mm. bleed, or you just being sat in a car with someone driving up your backside who's really annoying you. <laughs> so you release the same inflammatory chemicals that are involved in things like they make your blood vessels constrict, so your blood pressure rises. It's like fight, so it's fight or flight. Fight or flight. They raise your blood sugar, so your blood sugar is higher mm. than it, it should be. They will contribute to like clotting and all these kind of types of things, it's getting ready for you to be attacked essentially. Yeah. And then <clears throat> if you 
But if you sit there, and, and this did actually happen over Christmas to me, didn't it? Where someone drove right oh, up yeah. behind me. And, <laughs> and I started to, I was different to you. I don't get angry. I panic. And I go, oh, he's flashing me. What am I supposed to do? I can't move over because it's a car. And, you know, like I just panic. But it's exactly the mm. same. I'm getting adrenaline release. Well, what's interesting, just to clarify, <laughs> you just said he's driving too close <laughs> and flashing me. When we eventually were turning and this car was going straight on, I looked because I was I was in the passenger seat, and it was a, a young woman with two kids in the with, car. With, with kids in the car, <laughs> like and one of them said, "Oh, baby on board." <laughs> yeah, yeah, really good, good for you. And I was doing the speed limit, and and it, yeah. it was a. Yeah. I mean, if you had had to break shut suddenly for a blinking badger or a deer running yeah, out yeah. or whatever, which around these parts yeah. happens, yeah, yeah, they would have gone straight into the back of you with two kids in the car. Yeah, and you just think. Oh, I'm getting wound up thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. But that, this anyway. is why it's and, and one thing that we've both noticed is how over time, like our ability to, like you've just said, if you're in that mode of like general stress, anxiety, overwhelm because of things like maybe work projects or running a business, or yeah, I see it a lot with students who are in the middle of trying to, you know, balance, juggle things like exams and assignments with maybe a full time job and a family as well. If you're swept up in that, your general state is one of inflammation because yeah. you're t- constantly telling yourselves it's so dangerous out here. Yeah. You know? And and what the cell actually does, it's just incredible, is inside the cell now. So the membrane has read that situation from you know what your brain told it and then sent that through the blood to the cell. The cell then has these little molecules inside it that go and knock on the nucleus door and mm. say, do you know what? <laughs> you hear this saying, turn up and turn down genes, or turn yeah. on and off, sorry. And it's not technically correct. What we actually do is turn up or turn down the, the genes. Turn down for what? <laughs> so what you can kind of do, and it's almost like, if you think of it as like a kitchen, and you have these molecules that are kind of, in a, in a restaurant maybe, going to the kitchen and, and telling, saying what the order is. Like, mm. what, what did it, you know, okay, we've got, you know, 10 different lasagna, I don't know, 10, 10 orders for lasagna. And then what happens is incredible inside the nucleus you have all the uh, genetic information which all they are simply is is codes that will um or, or the recipe in fact to be able to make a protein mm. in the body so um we get an upregulation. so we actually turn up if we're in a state of inflammation a little molecule will knock on the nucleus door and go it's really bad out here i want some really yeah. inflammatory you know, proteins uh, the nucleus will then um what it does is we have our dna in there but we make a copy of it called rna and then this little molecule takes it out into the incisal of the cell and starts to build proteins. But the proteins it's going to prefer to build are ones <coughs> like enzymes that are involved in, in um, inflammatory processes mm. or, or molecules or, or signaling molecules of the immune system that will in, be involved in inflammation. And this is how, how you think and your perception of things will cause disease, essentially. Because if that's how you are all the, all the time, time then that is what the, the, the your genes are constantly going, well, we just need everything involved in fear and, and anxiety just to be, you know, we need to protect the body. So we need to clot, we need high blood pressure, we need to, you know, so, so that is the, the state of affairs. And we can turn down this, this response once the stress has gone away. So you see this so amazingly in animals. <coughs> if you think about Hamish, you see when Hamish sees that he's threatened, yeah, his entire body language changes. Yeah, yeah. So he tries to make himself look bigger. He puts his tail really straight. His, his heckles, heckles go up on his back, so his fur sticks up. 
and he moves slower and he has this like stance of like <clears throat> you know like he's almost he just makes tries to make himself look bigger usually it's in the face of something like a chihuahua it's <laughs> if, yeah. if he comes across like a nephew <laughs> if it's a bigger dog he literally just goes down between the legs yeah. his back run um, but if he wants to be the dominant male he wants to be the aggressor you'll see that change in him and that again is all about kind of changes to his physiology you know his adrenaline is rising his dopamine is rising anything that gives him focus and aggression Mm -hmm. and the ability to fight is rising in his body there may be a little scuffle or there may be us just going come on put him on the lead and drag him off very embarrassed because he's like you know like it's like his mum's just dragged him off by you know holding his hand yeah yeah but then you see within seconds he's back to normal he's back to normal so his body language changes and suddenly he's like oh there's a squirrel or oh uh, there's Matt I'm gonna get all like waggy tail yeah yeah jump up and kiss Matt in the face like he, they, they can change in and out like and on and off so they like, don't have a they're not kind of carrying that they don't carry the they're a, obviously <laughs> from not walking along all tense thinking oh he was well out, that he was well out of line that dog <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jump me when I won't even look in the coward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also, it's that it, it's he's back in happy mode. Mm. He, like you said, he doesn't let those. But that means that he's able to come out of that. He's coming out of that fight or flight, that stress state. But he's changing his biochemistry mm. very quick. You can see it in his body language. Yeah, of course. And you can see it in you know. So, so, so it's, it's, it's funny you say that because on, uh, on the, the the last episode of uh, SAS, who dares wins. Yeah. And one of the challenges was to get them to, to box each other. Yeah. You know, they have the headgear on and the gloves. But um, one of the women, when they said, choose who you want to uh, fight, one of the women chose a, a man. Um, I would so do that. She was here, <laughs> well, she probably regretted it. Cause, oh, really, yeah. Yeah, like he... But like they kind of made it clear. They were like, you know, like you're saying like the enemy doesn't care whether you're black, white, man, woman, what yeah, religion yeah. you are. The enemy wants to kill you. Like, you yeah. know, you, you, you don't see sex, colour, religion, nothing like that. And um, this guy, you know, I mean, the guy didn't hold back. You know, he kind of bloody he loved her a good few times. And she, I mean, they were fair play to her. She Get bloody, bloody yeah. went for it. And she didn't back down. She kept going, kept going. But then you could see the guy felt really bad. He wasn't happy with what had just happened. And Middleton, I think the guy's name is, the, the SAS dude, was like, uh, you know, oi. He was like, chin up, snap out of it, it's done. And he said, like, and that's what he said, he said, you've got to be able to switch it on, switch it off. Switch on the aggression, switch it off. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. That's part of, you know, being, a, you know, a, a special forces soldier. And yeah. in a way, it's a trait you kind of need in life rather than holding on to it thinking about it but there's also um i've talked about this in in the genetic when we look at like the genetics of um of like your personality which i've talked about before at some of the the talks that we've done and there are again this is there are enzymes so so most of what we're talking about with genetics is the nucleus is making these proteins many of them are enzymes and enzymes break down neurotransmitters uh-huh. and, and these kind of brain chemicals and if you have like a slight mutation it means that you're not very good at breaking down certain brain chemicals mm-hmm. which gives you a certain element of strength so often it might be they often talk about <clears throat> there's one called um, the anger the anger gene we've, we've kind of mentioned that before um, there are strengths to it and then there are, there are weaknesses to it and it's quite hard in terms of 
I look at the genetics and I find it really fascinating, but then I just always, always think about the environment. But there is maybe a slight element of you don't clear the neurotransmitters very well, which makes you a little bit more prone to overthinking, can't let stuff go, you know, like it that, that kind of element of your personality. Mm. Because you don't make as many of the enzymes that, you know, would help you clear that thought. Whereas some people might do have a, a, a variation where they their enzyme capacity is much more accelerated so they can clear those thoughts very quickly yeah so i think that's why you can have those differences but just to rewind a little bit further just going back to the um i'm going to tell you the last little bit of of, of kind of the immune system side of things Mm. because the other thing that we can also do is is if the feedback from the environment we've just talked about is the danger's gone away um and everything's good and this is where things like a hug can be so powerful because it's almost like it can switch you straight away and and they often say you know if you receive some bad news and somebody comes and hugs you and you get this kind of sense of you get this physical experience of bonding and safety that will start to release molecules like oxytocin and, and things that will actually protect you from the kind of detrimental effects of some mm. of the more pro-inflammatory you know uh, uh, um, chemicals that are released and, but it helps you to change your mindset as well so it, like you would literally start to think slightly differently yeah, so, yeah. as well as having that physical experience of, of a hug but there is a ton of stuff that we can do in terms of our environment so think about you know um, the daily routine that you're changing uh, at the moment to make sure that it it, it feels like it it, it works for you it's like what you want to do it's it's where you want to be it's who you want to be with changing that is changing your immune system and so what's happening to you right now is little molecules in your membrane are going this is they're dancing (laughs) they're happy (laughs) that's quite happy (laughs) so they're knocking on the nucleus door saying we we don't need any inflammation we need some things that build and repair and because you've now decided to really focus on sleep and on which Mm. is probably contributing to this state of mind and actually reinforcing this so it's reinforcing the state of mind and then it's also helping you to maintain the state of mind as well same thing actually i've said exactly the same thing so ignore me (laughs) anyway it's helping you to maintain it no i was going to say it's a contributor as in it's it's a catalyst for it and then it's helping you to maintain it is what i wanted to say is in that that state when you're fast asleep and when you're resting when you're reading your book again what the body starts to do is kind of do this little bit of an assessment and go well there's no inflammatory molecules around there's no fear there's no danger matt's pretty happy maybe again you might be fast asleep so this is when we can build and repair the body and it will do a little assessment of what we call trophic factors in the body that help to you know things like vitamin d for example testosterone estrogen all these mm-hmm. things that will allow you to build some new brain cells if you want to or or, or you know kind of you, you hear that of, of growth factors for, for your neurons that are really helpful for you to support new memories and memory formation and you know general kind of cognitive health so that's all done when your your body does a little assessment your neurons actually have kind of like precursor uh, molecules that go you know are we are we good to build and repair or are we still in inflammation mm-hmm. phase and mm-hmm. the thing about inflammation phase is you're always breaking tissue down yeah. so you're always releasing molecules compounds chemicals that are about catabolic you know have a catabolic effect you're breaking down your joint tissues your gut is opening up becoming more permeable your blood vessels are opening up becoming more permeable there's thought to be benefits to that in short sharp doses but mm. generally in chronic doses we get in trouble and people call it leaky gut and with the blood vessels it's it's the start of of plaque formation so that's how we end up with 
you know, um, molecules underneath the blood vessels that shouldn't be there, cholesterol, white blood cells, all that kind of stuff that ends up being plaque eventually over decades this is. And that's why stress is implicated in heart disease as mm-hmm. well. So, And it would raise your blood pressure, of course, initially, yeah. which damages those blood vessels. So I think what's really nice for me to see is I'm reading all of this stuff at this point in time and watching you reading your book in the morning and sleeping yeah. more and prioritising sleep and coming back from a negative experience saying... You know, I didn't kick off, you know, in this instance with this person. You know, you had a, a um, even things like walking the dog where some people have, have, have almost tried to, you know, kind of be a bit funny when, when sometimes dogs get a little bit kind of... Well, Hamish will start humping or something, I don't know. We've had, like, issues where dogs start to have maybe a kind of negative interaction. And mm. um, you've been like, no, no, come on, let's all, let's all stay, you know, sensible about this. And, you know, like... Well, it's like, um, you know, like, for, for whatever reason male dogs try to hump one another to show who's boss Um, and obviously sometimes the dog the humpy (laughs) gets annoyed (laughs) isn't too happy about it and uh, tells Hamish off and then Hamish tells him off and then they have a little bit of a scuffle scuffle. and in those situations it's it's almost like you can add fuel to it by screaming and shouting yourself or you can just remain calm and either let it let them get out of their system or try to actually maybe grab a collar or something like that to separate them or whatever it might be yeah whereas but the problem with those situations is is a lot of them are quite instinctive reactions yeah yeah. you don't think about it you You don't think oh i'm gonna start shouting (laughs) you know you just do it like you tend to like (laughs) you know and and you know that's probably getting him more riled up or you know like someone else might start shouting or once i can't remember if i remember uh, mentioned this on a podcast before um that exact same scenario happened where hamish tried to hunt this dog the dog snapped to hamish they don't hamish then snapped back they had a little uh little scrap and the owner of the other dog ran off just <laughs> ran and I was like what I'll the hell I, I eventually like you know I, they, but they got it out of their system it wasn't a proper yeah, it yeah. sounded worse than it was and then the, the, the owner was on the other side of the car park I'm like uh, you okay <laughs> coming back or you know like blah 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 and I thought but how funny that, that her instinctive reaction yeah, yeah. was to do one she was gone do you know what's interested about this situation actually is I always have an overly dramatic reaction to stuff like that don't I as in, mm. like I'm always embarrassed about how loud I go ah! yeah once Hamish jumped off the River Thames wall <laughs> do you remember, do you remember? Oh, yeah I was, was I with you no. no and it was only a tiny drop on the side but I didn't know that yeah and I screamed so loud like literally half of London must have like, spun round and gone what? yeah but I kind of understand that yeah. when you think you dogs just dra- dropped like but I was almost embarrassed at the same feet. time like how loud because he literally hopped onto this wall and then just hopped off and he was, he was only a puppy and I think he was chasing the seagull that's what he was doing but I think it's because I am always in a slight state of fear I am one of those people who's a mm. little bit like that do you know what I mean I'm always kind of worst case scenario I'm a worrier and I worry mm. about things that haven't happened and that's why I think I have an overly dramatic <laughs> instant yeah. reaction you have an aggressive one and I have like a like a oh we're doomed like reaction really quickly and then it takes me ages to to get rid of that that fear again because then I walk around going well it could have been as bad as this it could have been like this and you know anyway add a bit of clarity on the I have an aggressive what do you mean oh no 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 so so as in like you're you're like you're you're always kind of more I would say aggressive defensive if that makes sense so it's it's not criticism your face well (laughs) 
kind of reasonable. <laughs> no, no. So as in, you don't panic or worry. You take control, and 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 you're kind of either very fast to act and kind of right. I'm going to control this situation. I'm going to sort it all out. But if there's a need to be aggressive in any way, even like with the dogs, you'll pull the dogs apart. Do you see what I mean? Mm, Whereas okay. I will just, I'll just, I'm like an alarm. I'm like an inflammatory cytokine in the body, a chemical that just screams, drawing attention to the situation and not actually doing anything, yeah. which is <laughs> actually so relevant because one of the problems you get into with your immune system and your emotions is that those those fears, those anxieties, those cannot let that thought go keeps these inflammatory chemicals around and what they're always doing is activating the immune system so that's why your hay fever gets worse your eczema your asthma is exacerbated in times of stress and anxiety mm. and fear you might even have worst case scenario things like panic attacks because blood sugar is getting so uh, dysregulated and and, and and by this as well mm. so it's a, it is a physical response and it is because your those chemicals are just being you know kind of chronically activated but just going back finally to the the kind of nucleus, you can turn up the as I've just mentioned the the genes, or you can kind of put an order into the kitchen of the cell and go right, all is good. We need some um, proteins to rebuild, to repair. We need some antioxidants um, to help with getting rid of kind of you know the, the byproducts of, of of like activity in the body, the, mm. the mess that's created. That's really important, but we can only do that. Uh, and even kind of long-term infections, you know, we, we don't deal with those if we're in this state of like inflammation and chronic fear and anxiety yeah. and, and, and things like stress hormones are, are high. We can't deal with like um, a virus or a bacterial infection that's, that's you know been opportunistic and, and got into the body. And that's why when you come out of a stress state, sometimes and go on holiday, for example, yeah. you get sick or yeah, you yeah. get sick at Christmas because yeah. you just suddenly let your body just go. Come out of yeah. that, and, and and then basically your body goes, your immune system goes right. Inflammation, stress. We're not in fight or flight. I'm gonna go on the hunt, and then your your immune cell, which is a little bit more kind of educated, not kind of so just you know. But I suppose in a way, like just like, I mean, I might be chatting utter nonsense here, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, <laughs> you know how like muscles get tired. You yeah, know, if yeah. you keep working a muscle, it gets tired, and eventually yeah, yeah. it's just like no, yeah, no more, like. If you think of like your body, you know, your, 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 the, the, the daily functions of everything that's kind of going on in your body. And like you say, like acute stress, fine. We need it. Yeah. We, we, you know, we should be able to deal with that. Chronic stress, however, it's a different story. And the reality is there was once upon a time where there, there was no such thing as chronic stress. You know, like, well, I'm making an assumption here. Of course, like we don't know for sure, do we? No. You know, we, we can't speak to those people. Um, <laughs> but I'm assuming that, you know, when there was no social media, there was no alarm clock waking you up at night time, you know, yeah. the sun woke you up, no, you went to bed phone. when it went down. Yeah. There, was no, there was none of this. And yeah. It was your main goal of when you, when you were, were awake was to, was to hunt, was to eat, was to survive. Yeah. You know, but you can't, I'm, I'm sure people weren't like, oh, is there a lion? Oh, is there a... Seventy-two tiger, whatever you know, whatever well, it is. Well, they would have been on the hunt, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's not constant. No, like, it's no, constant, no, like stress, yeah, like on the lookout, like it's. And the other thing is, they would have had this lovely mix of like activity and then just lying around talking and telling stories. You know that that's also talked about. That yeah, there's, a, there's such a much more intuitive movement, rest, movement, rest. Yeah, you know? and we actually have these mechanisms in the body. It's so interesting to make sure that we we don't overtrain. Um, and over exercise mm. we have um, things to kind of you know 
calm us down, make us, you know, like a, as in like a inhibitory effect on the, mm. on the on what we call the nervous system. Um, so that, that should shut us down. And even in terms of the training side, but then we take things like coffee and that will mm. override a lot of that as in caffeine. Yeah. So we stimulate ourselves with our environment mm. and then we've got dietary stimulants and worst case scenario drugs and things as well. So you could do, you know, kind of if you needed to, that really disrupt that natural kind of, you know, I'm in work mode, I'm in activity mode, I'm in, you know, yeah. and now I'm resting. resting and, yeah. yeah, so we're, we're kind of overriding all these nice natural mechanisms. But Because I suppose, like, we, you know, as humans, as a species, we've evolved a lot. You know, we can do some amazing things, can't we? You know, and you think of the technologies that have been created, blah, blah, blah. Fantastic. But, you know, I, I think we just, we place demands on our bodies. But we also place demands on our minds, that we never used to. Yeah, yeah. And we're not fueling ourselves efficiently through, you know, good food, enough sleep, enough downtime. Yeah. And and I think the bit I want to focus on there is is the the like the, the demands that we place on our mindset, on our on our on our headspace, yeah, yeah. on our thoughts. And and I think that for me, because what I was going to ask you earlier, you know, when you were talking about everything and and you know saying how like you know just your thoughts can kind of have a, an inflammatory response in the body um acute stress chronic stress yeah like there's probably some people thinking yeah but can you change that because you know how like you are a warrior you've yeah, always yeah, been yeah. a warrior so is my nan you yeah. know for as long as i can remember my nan's a warrior yeah but every little thing it's in her nature for sure yeah i'm a little bit more laid back about things but then at the same time We've always said, haven't we? I get wound up about the little things, yeah, and, and, and I'm yeah. very laid back about the big things. And you're the other way around. <laughs> yeah. But my point is, is like I've literally, I'm a different person to where I am now, to where I was in the two weeks before uh, the end of the year. Yeah, aren't I? Yeah. Like literally, I'm like chalk and cheese right now. Yeah. So what I was going to say is, like, can it be changed? And I think you know the answer is, of course, the simple answer is yes. You absolutely can change. How? I couldn't really tell you because I w- I'm not going to say that I've just changed like that. <laughs> it was probably accumulative and I just got to the point where I was just, I'm sick of this now. Yeah, yeah. Like it needs to change. Yeah. And I think the biggest breakthrough for me is that it's about just taking ownership of the situation. Like it really is. You know, and being able to go, do you know what? That didn't happen because I didn't prioritise it. That did happen because I took action and I did prioritise it. I made it happen. Either way, you're taking responsibility. And I think when you can do that and then not dwell on it and feel sorry for yourself because you didn't do something, but just taking ownership in, in itself is powerful. Yeah, but and I also think there's been a, a change where the, almost like the more you and I reflected on the year and like you know I'm kind of studying the physiology, so it's even more motivating for me about this whole kind of process going do you know what we're doing to ourselves Mm. you know by creating this kind of like whirlwind of like must do should do and i've written a few emails about it just saying god written a few emails where my whole dialogue with myself is i should have done that i should have done that and there's not a lot of you know i love doing this your favorite thing is uh what would you do if you were me (laughs) 
<laughs> when Clarissa's trying to conjure up the motivation to go to the gym or should she go for a run or should she go yoga or just do a long walk what would you do if you were me <laughs> yeah outsource it outsource decision making just bloody get on with it that's what and I do you can't make a decision sometimes because I'm so like I'm so ahead of myself in terms of assessing the implications of the decision that mm. I actually can't make the decision and you'll be like why were you four hours in the supermarket and I'll go well I had this massive discussion with myself about olives you know <laughs> which yeah. like whatever it is I can make a decision so hard to make yeah, and because I'm, I'm kind of in this this process of overthinking and, and I've noticed what makes me worse is is taking on a lot and and kind of the fast pace that you you can just find your life you know kind of you that you just find yourself in and I think what's been quite powerful is you almost stopping in your tracks and saying we're not enjoying the ride. No. Like we're literally destination, destination, destination. Yeah. Get to the end of the day, get to the end of the week, get to the end of this project, get to the holiday and we're not enjoying the ride. And that also has had an impact on me because I've kind of thought, what is the point? Yeah. And I am in this position where via, you know, working kind of um, at an naturopathic college and having a client base, I have people all the time who get told, okay, this is serious and, you know, you're looking at, you know possibly this could be life-threatening and so I've I've had this discussion with so many students but I've also had this opportunity to meet a lot of people who have had that information delivered to them 25 years ago so one woman who was telling me that she was given a a kind of you know you're lucky if you'll have five years was told that 25 years ago and the reason that she's still here and she will says this is, is she changed her job she changed her diet and she changed her her environment at home mm. and she got rid of people in her life that she didn't want to be around because she thought it was her last five years turned out to be 25 years and I reckon she'll probably have 55 years she was very yeah. young and so these have been an incredible influence on me because I've thought wow like look at the power of actually changing we talked about the environment of the cell the blood but to change the blood you've got to change the brain and the brain like you just said it is hard but even just stopping in your tracks and doing an audit and going is this really if this was this is a very morbid way of putting it if this was the last year of your life is this how you would live it Mm. you know and and there was an amazing documentary on tv do you remember you didn't watch it Uh, it was called um i think it was called a year to live and it was about people who were told they had a year oh, to live. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, I watched it and I cried from start to finish. It was just incredible. But the number of people who did um, approach the situation and just go, I have just, I've traveled the world. I have spoke to people I would never normally speak to. I was in like, they suddenly get this confidence from nowhere. And, mm. you know, like, one go, like, we're saying, you ask people out. Like, you just, you just, you've got nothing to lose. Mm. And that's, that's the incredible thing that we all, are constantly thinking what <laughs> I'm going to lose I'm going to lose I'm going to lose that's almost like our default dialogue because it, whereas it should be you know but it's fear that's why yeah, yeah, people yeah, people yeah. always live in fear you know like it, and that's what your immune system is going to mimic exactly so and, you know, <laughs> and, and at the end of the day fear is fear whichever way you look at it you know fearing that tiger that's lurking in the bushes <laughs> I don't know why I looked out the window into my garden <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's going to be one there's no tiger in there but. Um, or you know fearing you know leaving that job you hate yeah. in case you can't find another one or leaving your partner that you're not happy with in case you're going to be lonely yeah. you know and I remember reading that, that uh, amazing thing where this 
survey thing was done and it said uh, that <laughs> No, I'm trying to remember who it was. I, that. I read this amazing thing. It was like a thingy survey. Yeah, What's it? You know. You know. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name now, but he's like a like a relationship counsellor, psychologist type yeah. person. It wasn't you'll, just like a random person. No, no, you'll only remember the relevant bit of this story. Yeah. That's why. And the relevant bit was that it said that, that but basically a huge percentage of people, I can't remember the exact number, so I'm not going to pluck a number out of thin air, but it was a lot, said they chose to stay with the partner they weren't, happy with out of fear of being alone yeah so they'd rather be with someone they're not happy with than be on their own yeah yeah so again it's that fear of holding them back and, and that fear would stop them potentially changing the course of their life yeah, yeah. for the better which is i think uh, and i've heard other doctor doctors by the way scientists talk about this as well and have said things like you know you've got to almost like be happy with yourself and so the person that you have. spend the rest of your life with actually adds value to you but you'd be happy either way so there isn't that dependency that you know that exactly therapy. like you know and, and and i think it's okay to rely on someone else a little bit because i just think it's part of a partnership a relationship yeah, yeah. you know be it you know your, your your boyfriend your girlfriend husband wife your friend whatever yeah yeah you know it's okay to kind of like seek some kind of maybe a little bit of assurance from someone or some wise words of advice, you know, even if it's not necessarily what you want to hear, but it's what you needed to hear. You know, there's always that aspect. And Just just on that topic, your immune system wants to know that you are safe. So yeah, again, course. if the person that you're with doesn't give you that reassurance, mm. then again, it's the wrong person and you're spending time in the wrong community. So it's not just that your direct partner, well, that is, is this, an important one. Is this why people who have affairs go, it's because... I didn't feel safe. I, I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel safe. <laughs> but it might be. You weren't paying me any attention. It might be. I don't know why I don't a woman's voice. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> but because they all cheat, everyone does it. I just, I want to, I want to go back to your question about have you, can you change it? And the one thing that bear in mind we've got five minutes left. The one thing oh. that if you follow the work of one of my favourite scientists at the moment, Dr. Bruce Lipton, he says that from the age of being born to the age of seven is when you get programmed, your belief systems are programmed pretty much. And you get that by, you do this by observing everybody around you. And he says you're almost hypnotized for the first seven years of your life. So you watch your parents, your siblings, you watch people at school and you mimic their behaviors. And it's when you mm. learn what is your kind of default mode, your program. And then <laughs> very this, this may be kind of a sad thought to some people, that is 95% of your kind of, it calls it your subconscious belief. Mm -hmm. So that kind of dictates your, your, your mode for the rest of your life. So if you were taught that you should work really hard, you watched a parent, parents maybe work really hard and keep very, very busy, then you feel like you should always be busy and doing and, and to be kind of acknowledged, uh, to be accepted or to be, you know, have status, to be, you know, revered, loved, yeah, whatever yeah, it might yeah. be. Uh, equally, if you watch your parents have a different kind of lifestyle, then you almost think, well, that will only ever be my lifestyle. This is what I will end up doing. So if, uh, and that's why they say that if you came from a rich family, you're likely to end up rich d despite whatever you, whatever you end up doing. If you came from a poor family, then you might end up, because you'll kind of follow those habits that you um, were trained in. Yeah. And he says the only way to try to change it is uh, when you're conscious of something. So you know when you're doing when you're when you're kind of uh, doing something that's mindful. So maybe you're doing some exercise, driving, your love making, whatever it might be, or kind hmm. of you know learning to play an instrument. When you're mindful, that's a very different mode for the brain. And he kind of says 
you could mindfully start to adapt your subconscious beliefs by saying I am a great person I uh, I don't need to work this hard mm. like so it's, it's basically very similar to what Paul Watson always says you are not your thoughts but if you stop for a second right now like you have you had this continuous dialogue leaving the house of like I'm stressed uh, this isn't right that's not right this is annoying that's annoying whereas now you're leaving the house with like I've got a beautiful girlfriend uh-huh. <laughs> I've got an amazing uh-huh. dog life is good I am loved. I've got. I'm looked after. I love my mum. Do you see what I mean? So, so these are at the forefront of your mind. Exactly. So you're changing how you're programmed, and you're having an influence on me because my day normally goes. I haven't done enough work. I should have worked harder. I could have done that lecture better. I should have explained that in more detail. Whereas now I'm like, well done for showing up. <laughs> so I'm actually but, trying to reverse my own dialogue. But as that's well. what, like, I think this. So I can reverse my. This is all about in that, like, you know, as a partnership. To, to anyone like or well, at the end of the day you can have a positive impact or a negative impact on absolutely anyone yeah. it could be a complete stranger but your actions your body language your vibe can influence them yeah you know? but, but I think initially you need to think about what is your default mode and then change it exactly so, so I think a lot of people don't realise they think their default mode is reality but they're the ones that set the the agenda. They're the ones that said, Absolutely. this is how much I should do. This is how many times I should train. These are how many vegetables I should eat. I didn't manage to achieve any of that. I'm not a good person. It, 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 <laughs> like, you, you said about not enjoying the journey. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's like, for me, that was the biggest catalyst for this change in my mindset was yeah. because I was like, I'm not enjoying the journey either. I do not want 2019 to be like 2018. And that's only going to change if I change. So, and that was so empowering for me. And I just thought, I'm a better person when I get more sleep. So I've made changes so I get more sleep. Because I'm getting more sleep, I've got more energy. Because I've got more energy, I'm more productive. Yeah. You know, I'm training harder, I'm making more progress. That makes me happy. Yeah. So it's that lovely knock-on effect. Yeah, yeah. Is it always perfect? Do I always sleep like an angel? Or sleep like an angel? (laughs) Sleep like a baby or whatever, you know? Sleep like a baby. Where'd I get that one from? <laughs> I just totally made that one up. You know, no, I won't. But as long as it's happening most of the time, then happy days. Yeah. And you even said to me the other day, you were like, oh, it's really infectious how you're being. It's having a, you're, you're, it's having a really positive impact on me. Yeah, yeah. And but it's like, also highlighting that, that, like I said, the, the dialogue that I have with myself that I'm like, you know, and, and I've and also I've reflected back and I'm like, I've picked this up from, from being a kid and I'm, I'm mimicking, it was funny, I'm mimicking a mixture of my mum and dad. Yeah. My dad with his like work ethic, his work, graft. Work. Uh, but to be fair, my mum's always a very busy person, never sits down, never She's sits a warrior. still. My mum's a warrior. My mum looks after everyone else first and makes sure everyone else is all right and then her own health will suffer. And so I've become a mixture of the two and I'm really trying to go, you know, like acknowledge that and go, Okay, I can, I can, I need to change this, yeah. you know, and, and not change it, but like, okay, just acknowledge it and then do Enhance. the opposite. Do the opposite yeah. half the time. Like, it doesn't have to be that mode all the time. Yeah. So, but we are now at 60 minutes, so we have to stop. Yeah. But <laughs> just know that, you know, you, if you're not happy where you are, you can change it. Easier said than done for sure, but it can be done if you put your mind to it and you can do it and we're here to help you so and you will transform your immune system in the there you go wins <laughs> wins all round um, hope you've enjoyed that fitness and we will see you in episode 118 and don't forget to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening to this on see ya bye